The Mamahood podcast is sponsored by Ryla Pack. You've heard us talk about Ryla many times. That's because they are truly the end-all, be-all of diaper bags. Trust us, we've tried them all. And while all of the diaper bags have eventually found a home in the bottom of my closet or being used for something else, my Ryla bag is still the one coming everywhere with me even years later. Ryla is comfortable and utilizes the space in such a smart way. It's got enough room for everything, but it doesn't feel remotely bulky or heavy on my back. Ryla bags are made of high quality, easy to wipe down leather and full of functional and insulated pockets for all of your little baby items. Not only is it perfect for having a small baby though, but the Ryla bag is fashionable and cute in any season of life. So head to rylapack.com and change your life. That's R-Y-L-A-Pack.com and use code MAMAHOOD for 15% off. This deal is pretty exclusive, so I'd hurry and go get yourself a nice gift today. Rylapack.com and code MAMAHOOD for 15% off. Now let's get to our episode. Mama, a word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. We love mamas. We love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in your closet. Because we have them too. We know that moms need moms. That's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and your sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours too. We hear you and we want to connect with you. This is your community. We want you to know that motherhood is important. Motherhood is valuable. The work you do each day matters. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the the mamahood. Okay, welcome to another episode of the mamahood podcast. This is Mare and I'm here with Obs. Hi, Ob. Dun, 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 dun. Remember, I used to do that. Ob's is back for another mental, emotional side of motherhood topic, and this is like one of my favorite topics ever. So I'm really glad she she <clears throat> suggested this one, and um, I just think we should just dive right in, get to the good stuff. Let's do it. Let's do it. I love this. It's like the number one question I get since I've been coaching people is how do I build my own self-confidence? And I feel like we've all kind of been there. We've all kind of been in that situation where we wanted to feel more confident within ourselves and, you know, like how how does one build their self-confidence? Mm-hmm. Um, but first, before anything, I always ask, what is self-confidence? Like what is self-confidence to you? If I were to ask you what self-confidence is, could you come up with an answer? I mean, it's kind of tricky to think about. What would you yeah. say, Mer? To me, I feel like this, I've kind of grown in this category this year in that self-confidence is literally a mindset of how I feel about myself and my choices and my actions and my life. And it's kind of living my life unapologetically and doing what I know is right and not apologizing for it. I love that. But I don't know if that's the right answer. I'm not confident yeah, in no, my it answer. Totally is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it totally is. But what is like what does a confident person do every day? What does it, what do they look like? What what are they doing? 
I feel like um, I don't know. And this, I I don't know what the right answer is, but I I feel like a confident person does what they know they need to do every day, puts their time towards what they know is right to put their time towards, and doesn't allow um, maybe what other people's opinions or what other people are doing um, bring them down or let them be in like a bad mood or feel sad. And mm-hmm. instead they can be happy with the choices that they're making. But I don't know totally. if... No, there's no, there's literally no wrong answer. But what does, what does a confident Marion look like? Um, confident. I'm going to put you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make you do this because those that are listening are going to think of their own name when I ask that. Like, looks like physically? Like, what does Marion do that's, that, yeah, what does it look like to be confident? Like, are you waking up at a certain time? Are you eating specific things? Are you, you know, what what does confident Marin look like? For me, I feel like when I am at my very best, like on my confidence level, I am happy. I'm very social. I'm interacting with people. I'm not like hibernating into myself. I tend to, to like quiet up and not respond to people and almost like block off communication with people when I'm not feeling confident. But when I am, I'm more social. I'm like, I'm getting together with friends. I'm having family over. I'm getting down and like playing with my kids and having really good moments with my husband. I feel like confidence for me helps me to just be more outwardly myself um, I think I'm way more productive in my day when I'm feeling confident. Like I, I am like I'm up early and I'm, I'm confidently working on my home and on my skills and on being a mom and I'm just happy. I'm more happy as I'm doing those things. Yes. I love that. See how in those two questions, your answers got more specific. Like mm-hmm. literally that is what I'm looking for. Because if we just say, it's just like when we have a New Year's goal, we have all these lofty goals. Like I want to, I want to lose weight. I want to eat healthier. Well, what does that actually look like? Like, mm-hmm. what are you eating, or how are you losing the weight, or which gym classes are you going to, or what time are you waking up? You know, we have these these goals or expectations for ourselves when we don't even know what that looks like. So self confidence mm-hmm. is one that is so interesting because we always all of us want to just have this confidence about ourselves, right? But what does that Mm -hmm. look like? And it looks different for every single person. So Marin's answers are going to be completely different than what mine are or your answers that are listening. What are yours? What are yours, OBS? (laughs) What does a confident (laughs) OBS look like? (laughs) Mine are like, I wake up early. I'm working out. I'm a morning person. I'm feeling good. I'm reaching out to people around me. I'm social. I'm serving other people. I'm um, feeling good in my skin. I'm showing up in my business. I'm, you know, I, I do specific things during the day. I'm eating healthy. I feel good about my body. I have self tanning on. I mean, you can go so, so, so specific to where you'll start doing those things. And then in your head, so say I just said, I have self tanner on (laughs) to feel more confident. (laughs) So if I tell myself that, then when I go to put my self tanner on, it's going to trigger a thought in my head that I'm going to be more self-confident. Right, you can right. literally do this with anything. So say like, um, 
I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but I just need to say this really fast. Say you're having a hard time, like in your sex life, for instance, and you, you can rewire your brain with anything, whether it's in your sex life or in the mornings or whatever it is. I'm going to just bring up sex life because of the self-tanner thing I just said. Mm-hmm. If, if you give yourself a list of, of what would help your sex life, is that more sleep at night so that you feel better? Is that going to bed earlier? Is that putting self-tanner on or whatever it is? If you give yourself a list of things that you want to have happen, it'll start to be the trigger that allows your brain to, to want that. So if I start putting self-tanner on because I think it's going to make me feel more self-confident, my brain's going to look for that proof. And then every time I put on self-tanner, I'm going to feel more confident because I'm telling myself that. So if it's a sex life, it's, if it's your morning routine, your brain is truly trying to find ways to prove things to itself. So with this self-confidence stuff, you can rewire your brain to be a completely different person by just your thoughts alone and allowing your triggers to be something that trigger for good. And that's what we're going to kind of talk about today. So I love. I it. wanted to kind of just share experiences, Mare, just with like where you have felt growth within yourself um, within this whole topic. Like when did you feel like you started to gain self-confidence? What do you feel like you were going through or what kind of shifted that within yourself? So a while ago, I read this quote and you know how there are just, I'm not like a huge quote person. Like I'm not constantly writing quotes down. I know people are, but for me, I probably have like a super impactful quote every like, I don't know, six months, but then it just changes my life. And I read this quote that said, care about what other people think and you will always be their prisoner. And it was by, I don't know how to say the name correctly, Lao Tzu, L-A-O-T-Z-U. Anyway, um, and when I read that, I like, I, I was really honest with myself about like, who am I a prisoner of right now? And um, who, who is dictating my life? Who, this was in the summer, actually, that this happened, and I talked through it with Dallin. <laughs> Who do I live my life constantly worried about what does that person think of me? And I think um, this is a really hard practice to do and <laughs> can be really embarrassing sometimes if you actually are honest with yourself and even let yourself write down the names of the people that you are genuinely living your life for. And um, when I wrote down that list, I wrote down maybe like four or five people who basically everything I do, everything I post, everything I wear, everything I say, everything I, the way that my house looks, the way that I parent, the way that I um, talk, the way that I, how I act at church, like all these things I was realizing that like every action of my life, not every, but most of them were dictated by how it was going to make a different person feel in a various situation. And I was so sad. I was like, I am a prisoner. Like I am allowing these people who I genuinely love and care about to imprison me. And I'm letting my life be kind of wasted away by living my life as a prisoner to what other people think. And so what I did was I wrote down these names. I literally have it in a journal. I wrote down these names 
And um, I prayerfully, but if you're not religious, I feel like you could do all kinds of just mindful practices with this. But I was able to prayerfully look through these names and decide why do I care what this person thinks about me? What is the worst case scenario if this person didn't like a decision that I had made? Why do I want this person? Why do I want to impress this person? And then ultimately, can I let go of the need to have this person constantly approve of my life decisions? And ultimately, when I went through that practice, I was able to let go of each of those people and say, like, I, I actually can cope with the fact I can cope and live the rest of my life so much freer knowing that I genuinely don't care what this person thinks. And obviously, I saw another quote that was also a life-changing quote that said, um, like, who are the people who would be absolutely, like, devastated if you passed away? And this is kind of a morbid quote, but like, who are the people who would be sad every day for the rest of their lives if you passed away? And maybe those are the people that you really need to focus on building that strong connection with and literally let everything else go. Or maybe you decide to yourself that you really only care what God thinks of you. Whatever it is that you need to decide, like, I just feel like we have to, we have to let go of this list of people that we are living our life for. And I feel like just the mindful or prayerful practice of letting that off our chest and just saying like, I am making the decision right now that even if every single action I do, every single way my house is, every single thing I say, if that person hates it, if they're annoyed by it, if they, if, if it's embarrassing to them, I don't care. And then what was funny is that ultimately the realization what I had was these are the people who, these people would love me no matter what I did. And so I just need to be me and I just need to do me. And honestly, I can say, I'm not going to name who any of these people are, but over the past six months, I have gained more respect, better communication, better relationships, a more open relationship with every person on that list since I decided to let go of the need to live my life for them. And I think it's it was just my energy where I was suddenly confident around that person instead of like constantly questioning myself that they respected me more or at least I felt like they respected me as much as they always had. But um, anyway, it was honestly like this summer that I went through a huge shift in caring, in, in gaining more confidence and that's what I did. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love that so, so much. And how empowering is that? It just, you that quote, care about what other people think and you'll always be their prisoner and you just freed yourself from all of that. And it was like a personal shift that you did within yourself. That's so awesome. I feel like we could end there. Like that was, that was so, so, so good. <laughs> and something that I feel like everybody can relate to because I mean, I felt that way. Like you worry about what so-and-so thinks about you. And it's like the same people over and over and over again. When really... If you genuinely think about it, there are people that pop into your mind every day uh, that you're worried about what they think. 
And yes. if you really think about it, it's silly. Yeah. Like, who cares? You know? It's but so true. Anyway, what about you? Oh my gosh, I just love that. Um, I would, I mean, my, my thought with this experience goes back to like teenage years. I feel like you kind of had to figure out who you are at that age. And so I always think back on those years and someone, I think I've mentioned this maybe in a previous episode, but growing up, I had a leader who would tell us as teenagers to like get ready to the best that we could. Cause you know, as a teenager, you're like, so self-conscious and you're getting ready and I used to get up so early before high school to oh, get ready too. and make sure you're like I'm two so hours shocked. ahead like just a side note the dedication to having like perfect eyeliner and then perfectly straight bangs that like know, come over seriously. your eye I'm oh like gosh, I would get up at five yes. in the morning to make sure that my hair was like oh stick straight God. Oh my like, gosh. wow, I had dedication back then. I know. Maybe we need that dedication <laughs> back. <laughs> that is so funny. I'm dying about that. But it's true. Like, you, like in that age, it's so hard because you, you deal with that and your brain is still developing. But I had a leader tell me once that, you know, get ready to the best of your ability. Look at yourself in the mirror, smile. And then the second you leave your house, be done with focusing on yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how how self-confidence, it's called self-confidence, but really it's all about your focus within others is what creates that self-confidence. So I just, I found that so interesting. And so sometimes when I become self-absorbed, which is complete opposite of self-confidence, yeah, um, I, have to re- I have to remember that. And I, I still go back to my teenage self and I'm like, okay, get whatever is bugging me, like go get my hair done or whatever is bugging me. And then I'm going to forget about it. And I'm going to move on. I'm going to walk out of my house and focus on other people. So that was a huge thing for me growing up. But then um, in high school, I was I used to be really self-conscious. And my I dated my husband in high school. And he was Mr. Like Cool. Everybody loved him. He had a bazillion friends. And I just was so self-conscious and like running to the bathroom every two seconds to just like make sure my hair was still good. I just was I just <laughs> was so worried about myself. That self-absorption, again, yeah. they're completely opposite. Um, and I remember when I moved to college, I moved all by myself. And I went with nobody I knew. And I remember showing up that first day and I was like, I could be, I can act and be whoever I want to be. And I literally shifted, (laughs) I literally shifted my entire personality, my entire energy, my entire person, because I'm like, these people don't know if I'm shy or self-conscious. Like nobody (laughs) knows. Nobody has any idea if you have where you're self-confident. I'm just going to be like Miss Popular now. I just just decided. (laughs) I did though. It was like a decision where I was like, I'm going to be fun. Like I'm going to volunteer for stuff and I'm going to be involved and I'm going to like, go hang out with people and feel good about myself and go, you know, it was a complete decision. And I think that's where self-confidence comes is making that decision, but also envisioning what does that decision look like? Like you can, you can be shy and quiet and still be self-confident. You know, it doesn't have to look the same way for everybody, but finding that self-confidence within ourselves, I think is going back to that love we have with ourselves, the love that God has for us, the love, like where does that true belief of self-confidence come from and allow it to f- like find that deep root within it, within yourself, because you have it within you. 
It's just a matter of finding that power within yourself. And so, I don't know. I just just think it's a complete choice, but also we can figure that out by just going back to what we were talking about and figuring out what confidence looks like for us. So, I love that so much though, because there's so much to be said about people. Um, People perceive us the way that we perceive ourselves ultimately. And so if you decided that you were happy and involved and fun and outgoing, people were just like, oh, she's happy and involved and outgoing and I want to be her friend. And there's a lot to be said for just deciding like, and I think we get caught up in this thing where it's like, well, I haven't been that way. So it's going to bug people if I suddenly start being that way. And the truth is like, it's not. Yeah. Like we have some kind of like record or some right. kind of thing that people are going to be like, well, she wasn't like that growing up. Well, so? <laughs> <laughs> if there's anybody, let me just say this. If there is anybody in your life, let's say let's say this with like church or neighborhood stuff. If you showed up at church and suddenly you were like, you know what? I'm going to be involved. I'm going to like volunteer for stuff. I'm going to like participate in activities. I'm going to go up and participate. And you had it in the past. If there is anybody who is like, you weren't doing that before that per- <laughs> that person can get out get dressed and get out like that <laughs> dressed or get out <laughs> inside joke from a past episode but I'm just saying like that's a and also from a past episode that's a them problem like if someone wants to hold you in a box and decide that like because you were shy before or were struggling with depression before or anxiety or you weren't outgoing or you weren't trying to make friends and then they try and hold you in that box, that's a them problem. Like, that has nothing to do with you. That person has issues if they think that way about you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just want to say that so that you don't live your well, life. It's, it's funny because who, I laugh all the time because my in-laws knew me when I was 15 and I was such mm. a brat and I did things that like 15 year olds do and I brought it up my to them in-laws, one- wait can I just say this my in-laws yes. also knew me when I was 15 <laughs> and my it's mother like embarrassing. just recently told me she didn't like me <laughs> she met me <laughs> she said she thought I was too flirty <laughs> are you serious <laughs> she's like That's I just hilarious. thought you flirted with way too many boys and I didn't I I didn't like that like, okay. Anyway, there I is a disadvantage that. to your in-laws knowing you I in know. your teen years. Well, I, I was laughing about that because I'm like, oh man, I was such a brat back in the day. <laughs> My father-in-law we was all like, were. I know. He's like, we're all young. Like we all grow up. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, well. Just acknowledging like, I can yeah. only hope that I, <laughs> I can only hope that I grow up. I know. He just is like, yeah, you're right. We all grow up. <laughs> you grew up. You grew up. But I, 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 oh my gosh, that's so funny. You're just, you were too flirty. Yep, that was her issue with me. That's hilarious. But it's true. I mean, we do, and every stage is different. So I think for me too is finding, finding that confidence within motherhood. I think more than anything, I feel truly, I feel like I have self-confidence, but having confidence in my own motherhood does not come easy for me. And I think just as we're talking, I'm like, I need to do all of this within just my motherhood because yes, I feel self-love. I feel confidence within myself. 
But when it comes to motherhood stuff, it's taking me a long time to even feel confident in the things I'm doing, in the things I'm thinking as a mom. There's been years of painful thoughts of of me failing as a mom over and over and over again, or that I'm not, I can't figure out how to help a colicky baby. Or, you know, as a mom, you just have these like really hard and painful thoughts and it's hard. It's hard to have confidence mm-hmm. as a mother and it's not something that comes natural for everybody. And that's one thing I'm for sure still working on and it's been years and it's a work in progress, but it has got, it has gotten significantly better, but it's taken practice. So it doesn't, it doesn't come easy. A lot of this doesn't come easy for everybody, you know? Before we keep going, I want to tell you guys about something. So constantly in our Facebook group, moms are asking other moms if they know of any ways to make side income as a stay-at-home mom. And I actually have an amazing solution to tell you about today from our sponsor, Virtual Assistant University. Virtual Assistant University is a work from home opportunity. Um, much like other online school courses and certification, this course certifies you to be a virtual assistant. It includes all the tools and experiences that you'll need to make some extra money from home and actually bring in some good side income. No multi-level marketing or recruiting involved, just an awesome career as a virtual assistant. When you buy the course, you get lifetime updates, a community, and live access to your instructor to help you start your career as a real-life virtual assistant. So you can use code MAMAHOOD to get 20% off any of their course packages. Um, This is an exclusive code that they're only giving to us. So click the link in our show notes and go and use code MAMAHOOD for 20% off your virtual assistant certification. Now let's get back to the show. I feel like what you said, though, about, like, how really self-confidence looks like focusing on others applies exactly to motherhood. Like, because if you aren't thinking about how did I handle that situation, how does my house look, how did I prepare that lunch, how did I teach that thing, like, we're all kind of part-time teachers right now, too, but, um, and instead, you're just thinking, like, how is this child feeling? How is this child doing? How can I help this child? Um, how can I love this baby? Um, then it's exactly the principle you were teaching that then you'll feel confident because you can look at the end of your day and say like, I focused on my child all day and that makes me a really good mom, you know? Mm, I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's so true. And you are a really good mom. (laughs) Thanks, Mayor. You are too. It's hard to believe that though, you know? Like it's hard to, on especially hard days when you just feel like it's just like you just yelled that too much that day or you couldn't, you know, like there's there's that nagging feeling of constantly failing and it's hard or as a parent and you just feel like you can't figure out how to discipline your kids well enough or you can't get them to eat the right foods or you can't, you know, I think it's a a constant trial and error and you're right though. You're right. All of this applies to motherhood and what we give and offer our kids and through that it builds our self-confidence in that area too. I love that. Ultimately, they'll when they grow up, they'll just remember like they're not going to remember every day that we lost our patience or that like our house was a mess or that we didn't play on the floor with them for hours on end. You know, like, they're not going to remember 
all that stuff they're just gonna remember like overall a feeling of like did did I feel like my mom loved me you know yeah yeah it's so true it's so true I love that the world needs more people who are confident and feel good in their skin because the second someone does then their focus can shift outward and do a whole lot more good than to be self-absorbed which is completely opposite of being confident like Obs has been saying and um that is kind of the whole point we're getting at is that when you're self-confident you are not self-absorbed and you're able to focus on others Um, and you just feel better I mean who doesn't want to have more self-confidence so I think as you're building or if as you're working on that yourself I would go back to that very first thing what does that look like for you and maybe sit down or sit with your girlfriends and like actually talk about it like it was so interesting to hear Marin's definition of what her self-confidence looks like because I can adapt some of those things to what I want that to be for me too and you can exchange different ways of being confident and like how she said working on her skills or doing specific things and I think you know if you talk about it with other people or share it or write it down I think that's just the start and it starts to build from there love it um so you can hear more about building self-confidence, about um, being more self-assured, having better thought processes, working through mental and emotional problems by going and finding the Anya Project, which is a program that Aubrey created to help moms who are struggling mentally and emotionally or who just need a community of moms around them to connect with emotionally and mentally has like a ton of resources and I'm going to have her just tell you guys where you can go to find that. Yeah. So come find us over. You can go to the onyaproject.com um, to see more about what it is, but we're over on onya.project on Instagram. And of course me and Mary just love connecting with you guys on our personal ones too. So she'll link everything there. But um, yeah, if you are struggling, if self-confidence is something that you're truly struggling with and you're needing extra help with that, um, we're a community of women who are always constantly working on our mental health, whether that's anxiety, depression, building our own self-confidence, changing our thought patterns, rewiring our brain, you know, doing whatever we can to kind of keep afloat and take care of ourselves so that we can take care of our families. Um, So yeah, come check it out. Yeah, and like she said, we love to connect with you guys. So come and find us on Instagram at the.mamahood and just tell us your thoughts. Like um, being able to talk, like podcasts make us feel like we're kind of talking at you. But when you come and find us and you talk back with us, then it feels more like a conversation. And so come and find us on Instagram and come and talk with us um, or leave a review. Just any way that we can hear back from you um, is always super meaningful for us and helps us to produce more um, content that is going to be helpful for you and that we know is what you need right now as you're all just fighting every day and working so hard in the trenches of motherhood and we're right there with you and we just want you to know all know that we love you and that you are a good mom amen you are (laughs) you're doing such a good job have a good week